Please excuse the audio quality in this production of Classically Current. Due to the pandemic, it was recorded with a different microphone that we no longer use to produce our show. The audio quality will improve with each subsequent episode as we were able to fix the issue. We apologize for the inconvenience and we appreciate you tuning in to our show. Hello, this is Zach. And Kyle. And we are best friends. As well as movie lovers. And welcome to our podcast, Classically Current. This is the podcast dedicated to linking current films of today with the classic films of the past. And each week, we review a new movie release and then follow up with a companion film to review the following week. So come hang out with us as we talk about films both new and old and discuss its directors, background, commercial success, as well as other topics. And without further ado, let the podcast begin. Expectations were high, you know. I really enjoy the Practical Impractical Jokers show on True TV. They've been doing it. I guess this is their eighth season now, and they've been uh, one of my favorite things to watch on TV for years now. And my expectations were through the roof. I was really excited to see these people, these uh, friends on the big screen, seeing what they could do. You know, it, it's just. Mm-hmm. And what I was uh, what I was left with was. Some disappointment, which we'll get into, and we'll talk about that. But it was. Uh, what, what about you? What did you? Uh, oh, I agree. I uh, I did have some pretty high expectations for it because, uh, as a fan of the show, uh, you know, I've always considered it kind of like a PG thirteen version of, uh, say, Jackass. But yeah, I think as this movie progresses, it just becomes clear that it was kind of all put together very roughly. I, you know, I've always liked all all the guys, and I love the show. And I think like the punishments are some of the best moments of that show. Um, so yeah, I was like thinking this was gonna be pretty hyped. But uh, well, we'll have to get into our overall view of it. Well, I think you made a good comparison because it's not quite as crude or crass as the Jackass movie. Because it's somewhere in between Candid Camera and Jackass. It kind yes. of fits in the middle of that, and it's more, I, I, guess, I would it's, say more fa- family-friendly. It is. It's a little more family-friendly. Uh, you know, if there's a punishment and they refuse to do it, they just get a thumbs down. And they do sometimes. If, it, if they think it goes too far, they will turn it down. Uh, you know, it's a little different. Like, with the Jackass guys, it was kind of like, we need you to do this stunt for the movie. And a lot of times they didn't want to, because it usually ended up in them going to the hospital or getting hurt. But... They almost always did it, and it was just yeah, it was so it'd be so over the top. But yeah. that's that was yeah. the difference. And with you these know, two. over the years, it's been tougher and tougher for the Jokers to actually perform because more, they're becoming recognized more and more. Mm-hmm. And this movie actually came out. You know, we kind of talked about it in 2018, yeah. or they, which is when they filmed but even it. then it didn't come out in 2018, but they filmed it in 2018, and even then, they were still pretty recognizable. Yeah, I'd say they were about five seasons in at that point, five or six. And at that point, everyone knew who they were. I was watching the show. I've been watching it since probably, what, 2000, 
15 kind of when I started it. Yeah, right? I think I started season three and I just kind of binge watched all of them yeah. and just kind of kept up with it. Since then, I still watched season eight. I saw all the inside jokes. I saw all the, because the inside jokes is another spinoff show yeah. that they have and they have the Joker's after party. I would watch that. I mean, I watched a lot of this show and so, you know, when you, when you watch something and you're a fan of something on TV for so long and you just, you're interested to see, you know, what they can do on the big screen, and and we'll we'll talk about that in our review. I guess that that leads us to the review of what we thought we we watched. We have a rapid reaction to the movie when we first finished watching it, and now we're gonna kind of get into more depth in depth of the movie, and we won't really spoil anything, and in case you really want to see the movie, uh, but we will talk about our opinion. And likes, dislikes, because there were some things that that were redeeming. Well, we'll just get into sure. what what actually it is about. We'll just kind of go over an overview of the plot. Basically, you know, it's it's four friends from high school. That's what the Impractical Jokers is. It's four friends from high school that go on a hidden camera show to do pranks to compete against one another. So, and if whoever loses, they have to do a really strange or embarrassing punishment at the end. And in this case, this, this takes place in 1992. In 1992, there's a mishap that sends the Impractical Jokers going on, on a road trip to compete in hidden camera challenges to, for a chance to turn back the clock and redeem their 1992 incident. Um, and it stars, you know, Joe Gatto, Mur James Murray, Brian Quinn, Salvador Belcano, and um, there is, I don't want to go into too many spoilers, but it, it really isn't that much of a spoiler because it can, it goes, in, in, you know, it's in the first five, ten minutes of the movie, but Paula Abdul does make an appearance in the movie. What did you think of the movie, Kyle? I was so excited for this movie, it really let me down, which we'll definitely get into. You can start off, start off with your grievances yeah. here. So the first ten minutes, it's all um, it's all a movie plot, and you know they use professional cameras and everything. And I think from the get go, that just threw me off just a little bit because I'm thinking, is this a movie or is it reality? We don't know, and I think it hurt it a lot more than it helped the movie. Um, I just felt there was like kind of a disjointed feeling about it. You know, they're playing these characters, they're dressing up like these high schoolers with their beards, even even though they're obviously like dressed up and Mur not in high school. But <laughs> it's a funny appearance with Murr having hair, you know, that's yes. kind of I mean that's enjoyable. That's that's funny. That's not but, bad. but I think for me that it started off a little slow <laughs> and then it just never really recovered because they're like trying to play these characters in, in all throughout the movie while, you know, throwing in a few uh, pranks uh, here and there, which I found was limited, and they could have done more with their uh, pranks. So overall, I just felt that there was, a, there was just a disconnect there. Like, I couldn't decide whether, you know, this they are actually playing themselves, whether they are doing a reality TV show or whether this is just a movie. It, you know, I think the difference with that and say something like a bad grandpa is he's dressed in character. 
So that allows for a movie plot a little bit more because he's sticking to a character that he played frequently on the other movies and it allows for more of a story whereas they're just playing themselves and yet they're playing exaggerated characters. Really this just kind of boils down to a poor excuse to get everybody together and go on a road trip and film with your friends. I mean yeah. it just does just, just not seem like there was a very cohesive plan to this movie at all. I mean they just it's almost like they wrote things down randomly as they went along. Like, I don't know, maybe True TV approached him with a movie and they're like, hey, let's go out to eat and scribble down some notes yeah. and make a movie. And we'll so make money. The basic plot is them having a mishap with Paul Abdul in 1992 and then they're competing for one another on a road trip to go to Paul Abdul's concert, which is like It's in extremely random. And it's it's extremely random occurrence at the beginning. There's like a narration from Q talking about them in high school. And then they kind of get into, you know, the road trip parts when they're gonna kind of doing hidden ca camera challenges. But the thing that just is so upsetting is, yeah, these, like you said, like the characters they're not themselves, they're just regular guys in the show, in the TV yeah. show, and this, they're just trying to be people that they're not, and they're not true, the, true to themselves at all. Uh, Murr has a lot of different <laughs> random, uh, I guess, Escapades? how would you say? I mean, like, kind of night. He's like the... He's just he's these like bits the with Murr. There's bits with Lounge Murr lizard, like he just... In these hotel rooms with... with crazy things going on, and uh, I think the Joker just thought that these things would be funny at the time and you know who's to say that overall maybe the audience really enjoyed those more than I did but 76% with the audience rating yeah that's pretty high in my opinion this movie really disappointed me and for a lot of things you said and you know it, it's filmed a lot differently than a TV show I feel like you could have really just stuck with and oh another thing while I'm on the topic of the TV show they basically didn't format this at all like the TV show I mean they did some special jokes I guess you would say like the hidden camera jokes are all still there but they yeah. didn't actually set it up there was no setup so you weren't sure you were kind of confused mm -hmm. on what was going on and then you didn't feel like they were keeping track of who was winning and who was losing. And so you were just left very kind of confusing. Yeah. I mean, I guess they kind of said who was winning and who was losing, but then there was like it was, pranks it and just, stuff that didn't connect with those yeah. thumbs up, thumbs down. They did it, the thumbs up, It wasn't up, set down. up. It wasn't set up like how the show is. Mm. And so it was just like, oh, we'll just throw Murr and Sal in this bit. Yeah, we'll throw Joe and Q in the other bit. And it was just kind of, it was hard to like figure out like what is going on, like is this still, are they playing by like what the TV show is? I just, and another thing I, uh, I have an issue with is I feel like over the years, yeah, they become more recognized. It's harder to get away with these pranks as much. Uh, I just feel that like it's, they're, it's a little more inauthentic. Um, that's probably my biggest issue with Impractical Jokers of today is that they don't always feel authentic. Like it's a little over the top like in a lot of parts of the show, like with their punishments, um, that it's like, like everyone knows that that's a setup. Like, and they're not getting anyone that's unsuspecting 
there. And I, I feel like sometimes they, they do that too much. Like it's just too over the top that it's, because that's what I thought made the show funny was that it, people, no one knew who they were and they were just doing these ridiculous things that people just think is who they are because they don't know him. But, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, was, they were basically trying to fill a 90-minute time frame with maybe six good pranks, I guess, six pranks total. Uh, six I don't pranks. even really don't know. know how... I wouldn't even call... Uh, maybe two of them I really thought were worthy of watching, but, you know... If you if you're going to have a ninety minute time frame and you're gonna have pranks and kind of set up the movie, you're gonna to have to make these pranks worthwhile because the other stuff they filled the time with just did not did not make sense. It wasn't funny. No. I mean, they had these bits with where they were just arguing at each other randomly. It's like a half movie plot, half you know continuation of their TV show. It is what it was. And they're making... I mean, in the, in the show, they do jokes with each other, and they kind of argue and bicker back and forth in the TV show, but that's sure. kind of all in good fun. It's and a little it's, more authentic, like, in the show. Yes, because they're just kind of spitballing, and they're not... I mean, they just... This is a perfect example of them trying way too hard. But also, like, it's a, half, a half-baked uh, <laughs> idea for a movie. Like, there, there was a lot of un finished parts I thought to it that it, it could have been improved upon greatly I mean they spent a month on the principal photography like uh, I, you know I just feel like this was all kind of pieced together like so um, rapidly and it just didn't didn't quite turn in good results yeah I mean it's not to say that there wasn't some positive parts I mean overall this movie you know very very disappointing in my opinion didn't live up to the TV show. Obviously, they were trying too hard in a lot of different ways, but I would say some of the pluses that I really actually thought were funny, there was, there was, a, there was a funny bit with Joe in a cave. I guess I won't kind of spoil what he is dressed as, but I thought that was a brighter moment in the, in the show. I guess you one didn't of, really like that one as much. That one but. was okay, but it to me, that one is also just kind of them, again, being over the top. Like, he's wearing like this outfit that's supposed to be something like a little kid would wear and yeah. as it and he's supposed to say oh i've been down here for 30 years uh, it's like well of course nobody would believe that he's actually been down there for 30 years they just they're like okay he's obviously dressed up in something this is like kind of a gag or something and it like that's the thing i think i have issue with is that people that are supposed to be the unsuspecting people are in on the joke too yeah and i don't think that's what makes the the joke funny is that more so that they don't know because they wouldn't suspect otherwise like obviously they're making this be more about you know you know making light of a situation that's just not believable i guess i i don't know I, there's a lot of I know I don't know in this just, movie. I mean, it's just <laughs> like I said, it's a half baked idea. I don't know. I don't know how much we can harp on that. Because... One thing I did like, I will touch on one thing I did like. Uh, I did like the Atlanta Hawks interviews that they. Oh did. man, the I did think those is legitimately. And that's where scary. I think it's funny. It's like you, and it's such an easy thing to do. You just you get interviews, and then you're meeting with people that are actually interviewing you for a job. And they think that you're real, really actually looking for the job. 
Yeah, because this the Jokers are actually trying to interview for this specific yeah. job at this. And I, I don't know. This that's what court. makes it so funny yeah. to me is that they're unsuspecting people that aren't clued into what's going on, and it's somewhat believable. And that's what I think it's where they shine the most. Yeah, um, that's where. But it was, it was few and far in between. And that's what was missing throughout the whole movie is just them doing those kind of things. I mean, obviously they don't want to do the same thing with each bit and they tried to do different things. Uh, I thought one of them that was okay was when they were kind of playing hitchhiker uh, near the end there. They had the Jokers go out there and hitchhike. But then again, you know, they had, they kept track of who was winning and who was losing throughout the movie. But then they also had these random things that they would have the Jokers do. They would have them do speeches, they would have them do random things that didn't actually mm -hmm. account for the wins or losses for the Jokers, so then that was where the confusion came in at yeah. the end. And then you didn't really care when you got to the end because you didn't know what the stakes were, really. Yeah. They didn't actually say what the stakes were at the beginning. I guess they said that they wouldn't be able to go to the concert, but then you have no connection with the concert except the beginning of the movie and you don't really care like in the practical joker show you actually know that whatever is going whatever joker is going to lose they're going to have something embarrassing that's going to happen but you don't yeah. know what it is and in this one you do know what it is which makes the whole point of it kind of, it's just meaningless it kind a little of bit meaningless but i thought all of that could have been saved or this movie could have been redeemed somehow if they did some sort of epic punishment at the end, yeah, uh, and that's the yeah. that's because that's what everyone loves about the show itself, and, and just the fact that there was really not much of a punishment for no, I mean, I just thought that was so disappointing. In the actual movie, there's really no punishment. It's just this tagline of a punishment at the end, which I won't spoil um, because after the events with Paul Abdul's concert are over there's this like tagline attached at the end part of a joker that loses and it's supposed to be played for laughs and it's supposed to be funny but i just did not find it funny or humorous at all because it just it had no build up yeah no build up yeah to it was it. just like felt it's really just meaningless. it's like oh it just showed up and i like yeah it's just not much uh segue into it you know it's just kind of appears out of nowhere it seems like exactly and so my we kind of went over our highs and lows i mean we had there's some some parts of the movies that we liked some i mean some that i liked uh, i i spoke about already but i mean we talked about there's just too many lows to make this movie recommendable to people i, I in my opinion uh what did you think Kyle? what's your we kind of talk, you talked we want to do our highs and lows also but um, yeah one of the segments we do here on classically, one of the segments that we do on classically current, is we do a buy it, see it, or skip it rating, and each movie gets that buy, see it, skip it rating, and I have to go with skip it on this one. I mean, if you really, really like the Impractical Jokers and you want to check this out, there, I'm sure there's probably some YouTube people that are actually putting the good jokes of this movie on that you could watch. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe they, they should definitely do that in the future. It hasn't been out that long, but I'd say definitely skip this one. And if you like the show, watch the other Impractical Jokers TV show uh, that's yeah. on True TV. It just has a far more 
I think, yeah, I would have said see this had it not been for the fact that, you know, you could just go and watch any Impractical Jokers episode and it would squash this, honestly. Uh, so really, there's for any fan of the show, uh, not much point in watching this if, uh, you know, if your reaction would be like ours. And I would say skip it. Yeah, this is just kind of a, overall a huge misfire in my opinion. I, it, I don't want to say though that it... it, it it doesn't ruin like their legacy in my opinion. Like it doesn't ruin anything. Like I still like the show. Uh, you know, I'll still watch the show, but uh, this is just one that just kind of, yeah, I'll slide away from it. Well, for me, this one just made me legitimately mad. I don't think I've been legitimately mad or disappointed in a movie in a long, long time. And when I finished this movie, I was <laughs> just, I didn't, I didn't even want to look at Murr's stupid face on the TV anymore. <laughs> I didn't want to watch Joe with all uh, his stupid faces that he makes on the show either. They do. They make the dumbest faces. Those and these guys, <laughs> these guys have been so fun and enjoyable to me for years. And then it, it's going to take me some time. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like I've been burned by my best friend, and I just it, don't want to see them. Yeah, you, you need you weeks. need some time away from them. I need some time away from them. That's how I, much this movie hurt me. But it may not. I mean, it's got seventy six percent for fan rating. I'm that just sure. blows my I mind. I know. I'm kind of surprised by it because I we are fans of the show and we did not like it whatsoever. Yeah, I think too. One of the things that I would like to see in order for them to kind of redeem themselves with me a little bit would be for them to kind of go back to the simplicity of it. Um, I feel like any show as it goes on, it's like they're always trying to up the ante and do like something way over the top. Uh, but it also takes away from like some of the authenticity of it. And that's kind of what I want to see them do more in the future is kind of, you know, just like small things. It doesn't have to be anything like completely crazy, like this huge buildup or like setup that's like too obvious and too over the top. I would just like to see more uh, simplistic, uh, you know, pranks, like, you know, more of those like job interviews, uh, presentations. That stuff was always funny to me. Um, so I hope that they kind of harken back to that more. Yeah, I think they should have just stayed more in their wheelhouse. They <laughs> just kind of overdid it, in my opinion. They could have just stayed true to themselves, and I think it would have been a lot more enjoyable movie. Uh, I, I do think this is just a terrible way. I mean, if, if you had never seen The Impractical Jokers, and you just stumbled upon a theater in February or whatever, before the coronavirus hit, and you were to just watch this movie... I would just never want to watch The Impractical Jokers ever again. I mean, this is just a terrible way to introduce your show to potential fans. I don't know how widespread this goes, if it goes it to was, it America or if it goes to International. or I mean, I guess it's streaming now, so anybody can watch it. I just think it's not a very good way to introduce... It, it doesn't give the show justice, uh, in my opinion. And so... So, yeah, our, I think our both our takes are pretty much the same on this. We skip it. And, uh, yeah, let's see, both skip it. So the next movie that we're going to be talking about is going to be Bad Grandpa. That'll be our next podcast. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of connect Bad Grandpa to uh, this movie and, you know, some, what were some of the similarities and how, uh, you know, one improved upon the other or is better than the other. Uh, we'll kind of touch more on that next week. Thanks so much for joining us this week on Classically Current. And if you like this, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you will never miss a show.
And if you found value in our show, we'd love it if you give us a review so we can continue to grow and reach more enthusiastic movie fans in the future. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out as well. But be sure to tune in next week as we discuss our companion piece, Bad Grandpa, which came out in 2013. Thanks again for joining us. Stay classy. And stay current. Thank you.